And I am a sicky boy, Colin. I'm here, test, test, one, two, three. Balls. Welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros Podcast. We're testing, we're not even testing. Yeah. You pulled the same trick on me a couple weeks ago. No, you didn't yes, even put it did. in. Yeah, yes, I, I did, I but did. You, you actually put it in. I did! That you was did? our opening. Colin, you never listened back, so you wouldn't even know. Wow, I didn't even know. Wow, well, welcome back to the Sicky Boys Podcast. Mm, testies. Yeah. With your host, Sicky Boy, here. Sicky Boy is joined by Jacob, me, oh. hello, and Spencer. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we are here to talk to you about <coughs> many topics. We are sharing every topic today. It's been a while since we've done that. It's our... a communism episode, baby. <laughs> it's our topic, our comrade. Topics. <laughs> it's always our topics. Why buy a comic that might cost more than a dime? Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. The first one on the docket would be Constantine uh, from 2005, starring Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weisz yep, uh, and Tilda Swinton. And Peter, some guy with a last name. And, and Gabriel. Shia, and a Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, Shia LaBeouf. I, I like to forget about him. Uh, it's directed by uh, Francis Lawrence. Uh, written by Kevin Broad, Broadbin and, and Frank Capello. Uh, the official synopsis reads, uh, The film stars Keanu Reeves as John Constantine, a cynical exorcist with the ability to perceive and communicate with half-angels and half-demons in their true forms to, and to travel between hell and earth. So basically, uh, he go, uh, I, I I compel you, now get the fuck out. Ooh, it's also got Jaman Hanzu. Yes. So he's been in comic book movies for so much longer than people think. Peter Stormare was the guy I was trying to think of. I want to start off with like talking about Constantine as a character in this movie in comparison to how he normally is. He is very uh, PG-13 for Constantine, yeah. meaning he's not as rough around the edges. Like yeah. Constantine is literally like, uh, at this point in his career and life, he's not as cynical and as manipulative as he usually is known to be. Uh, so, like, as a character in that way, he's very different. But visually, he's different as well. But it doesn't matter. I think the most thing to me now, not from when I first saw this, but from now and knowing the character, is that he is not um, like the comics in that way. And that's not a bad thing, actually. It actually, it would, it kind of seems like it makes sense where he would be softer since he's closer to death. Uh I don't know why I feel that way, but that's just how I feel. So the thing, the reason why I hesitated when you said that was because it, I, I get what you're saying in terms of like PG. Obviously, it's still an R-rated movie, but like it was more of just a comparison, it's not a, like an actual. Yeah, like, because he is less cynical, kind of in this movie, I guess, but in comparison to the comics. But he's aesthetically more broody because, like, he yes. Constantine in the comics, typically speaking. Yeah, he can be silent and broody, but he's usually loud and obnoxious because he's constantly deflecting. Like, he... Not That's... a great comparison, but, like, Deadpool... Deadpool's, like, chronically depressed. Like, he's not okay. Like, he makes jokes for a reason. And that's kind of what Constantine does, is he attacks people, he makes jokes, and, like, he just demeans everybody because he's not doing so hot on the inside that's... versus this one's, like, just kind of contemplative. He keeps a lot of that stuff on the inside. That's why I said PG-13, because... How I take it, at least, is when someone is, like, deflecting, it's actually emotionally more harmful oh, than it is to just keep it to yourself and brooding. It's harmful for yourself right. to, like, keep it to yourself and, you know, but, like, when you attack other people right. and, like, you put that on someone else, that's harmful outward. Right. And so that's why I feel like this guy is more PG-13 I, 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 in, I that, in that sense. I, that's... 
Yeah, it's a interesting adaptation of Joy. So I talked. I think I talked about this last season. It was a while ago, but I had recently rewatched this, and like, I used to not like this movie a lot. And then the, on my last rewatch, I kind of love it. Like, it's got lots of flaws and stuff, but the thing that kind of ties in with Constantine being different is this is a very different, like, aesthetic. Mo- like the the aesthetic for this movie, not just in terms of like visuals, but like the choice in mythology is very different than what the Constantine yes. comics usually lean into. This is. It has a lot more, like, Catholic stuff in it. It also yes. involves, like, things from, um, like, further down, like, south of the border. Like, we're getting more than just a lot of the Constantine stuff that I'm familiar with. Obviously, one, he's from the England, so that's an entirely yeah. different thing. But, like... <laughs> the England. The, <laughs> the England. England is my city. Yeah. He's, like, very different time and place. <laughs> like, this movie is very um, drenched in a- extended Catholic fake lore. Basically, yeah. Whereas the comics have the they exist in their weird limbo for most writers, where they're kind of just making stuff up. Like mm-hmm. they don't try usually to take pre either pre existing for the sake of of conversation lore, meaning like, like scriptural doctrine or whatever. Yep. It, it's the same thing as like the Hellboy movies, where it's like I'm gonna infuse these bullets with the sweat of Saint Paul's balls. <laughs> That's a I love that shit. That's actually a really good comparison and also they came out in the same time period whereas I think Hollywood had a big thing for this type of religious adjacent type movie where it's like this is clearly not supposed to actually be religious it's an aesthetic choice i think that's why i like it so much i agree with you because it's like like it's so far from the truth of what my own religion is or like what relates to my religion that it's like so like it's not blasphemous no so like i I don't i don't take any offense and i think it's super cool where i'm like damn i wish that was true yeah It's, it's like it's to that point where i'm like damn i wish I wish I could actually do that, like have the sweat from my St. Paul from his balls. It's very, it's very interesting. And I, I just, it, it kind of bleed, like bleeds into the rest of the movie where it's not just the visual choices, but also like the casting choices and the tone and stuff. It just kind of, it doesn't feel like a Constantine comic. And that's fine because I don't think I don't think it violates any of the tenets of being like a good Constantine adaptation. But no, it is definitely an adaptation. I have always loved this movie. There are many parts that I that had to have grown on me. Obviously, the black hair and the uh, no trench coat. That's what no trench coat gives me depression. Uh, I love the trench coat. It could coat. have been a black trench coat just to be more, more matrixy about it, and it would have been it, fine. Yeah, but to move into the visuals. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, I was watching really closely this time, and there's just so much attention to detail and things that they don't even expand on. They're, like when um, 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 Rachel Weiss shows up at, at, at Constantine's apartment for the first time to say, hey, I have a problem and I need your help. There's like writing on his door jam, like all around his door, and it's just barely in frame, and they never, ever show it. There's just... So many little things like that that add detail that you you hardly notice unless you're looking for it. Yeah, it's like it's like that world. It's a world exists in there, and yeah. and it's like I like that because when you go to other places and you like exist outside in the real world, and you go to other places, there's so many things that are there, but you don't notice because they just exist and they've been there for such a long time. Right. That it's it's the world. It's a world building thing, and to go on into this world. Um, visually, talk about visuals, I really enjoyed, or I was actually very okay with there being, like, bad, like, CGI, or not, like, amazing CGI, because everything that happened was so interesting. It was so interesting where the CGI didn't need to be good. And I would argue that 
there weren't too many bad CGI shots. Like most of it still holds up really, really well. Yeah, there's yeah, for sure. There's there's some yeah, there's some stuff that's just. But that I mean, it wasn't like, blended in with the real no, world as right, well. Yeah, like, but that's some, fine. There's the like the fully CG demons <laughs> and like the the human body stretching stuff like yeah, things like that are very that. like mid two thousands have an age super Same, great. Yeah. Oh, and when uh, Satan was taking him and he was like cracking. Yeah, the, like, that looks so cool. Like as the an idea of right. the visual. That it was so cool and interesting that I was so fine with like everything looking like it was drawn. It's more, it's more of a thing that our brain has adapted to because we're used to those particular like types of filmmaking technology having developed so much yeah, by now. For sure. Versus the a lot of the other stuff, it's just like yeah, it's some polish and like the the, it's not like this hasn't aged to the extent where it's like a Lord of the Rings type deal, but like it has the similar like sometimes there's a shot where you're like. That was definitely fake, but, like, it doesn't, it's not egregious. It doesn't do anything weird. It's clearly, like, very effortful work, mm -hmm. and I think it, it makes an interesting contrast to the handful of times where, there, where it is really low effort, like the in, like the, uh, the, 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 the opening text and the yep. location titles are, like, Arial font white. I think that's the only bad part about the movie, actually, It's in my certainly opinion. one of the weird, it's, like, that definitely, it might have had, like, a rushed editing process or something, because <clears throat> I didn't have time to polish that up, but, yeah. like... Yeah, I don't necessarily dig the aesthetic of this movie, like, the whole time, visually speaking. There's some stuff I appreciate. I don't like... Like, there's some things I'm like, that just doesn't fit in my brain. But, like... So, like, I, are you going to move on to the props, you mean? Yeah, like... As in, like, the Christ... Uh, the Jesus Christ gun. gun. <laughs> Jesus gun. I was actually going to go into that. I love the Jesus gun. So, I do love the Jesus gun. I, I think it's... Whether it's on purpose or not, purposeful or not, I really enjoy the grotesque amount of, like... Uh, geometric shapes, which is the cross, on like everything. Yeah, I think it's funny, but I think oh, I think it's a good thing that it's funny because no, for sure. that's like how John is. It's just yeah. it's stupid funny. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. There's a lot of stuff like that. It's more of I think there are a few clashing aesthetics in this movie that don't blend really well. I As think, in, so we have um, the gen so we have the general like Catholic churches and like library stuff. We have like those types of things, which we're all really familiar with in the real world. Yeah, meshing with some different types of body horror that not they I don't know. It's mo it's a vibes thing. Like some things just don't feel like they gel quite right. Whereas you have the opening in I think it's Mexico, uh, like somewhere down south of the United States. Like that opening and that aesthetic to, it just mm, there's something it's hard to nail down because i haven't thought about it too much but there's something about sepia not necessarily just <laughs> you know mexico filter but like the the hospital with the church i don't know there's a clash that's going on and i don't know if it's because of the very mid-2000s aesthetic which i usually like I, I don't know there's something in my brain that's just not 100 clicking all right but i appreciate what it's going for it's just some stuff you know could use some tweaks but like that's art Art's not perfect. No, art art is constant. It with art, you either have to just let it be or keep working on it until no one to the point where no one's ever going to see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if it's not if if art is perfect, if somehow you've perfected something you're doing, it doesn't. It's not really art anymore because art is communication. And art like, is emotion. Uh, it's a communication of emotions and vibes. To uh, other people, not to just other to yourself. People, whether people relate to it or not. So nothing is going to be perfect. It no, can't, by, like, by definition, be, be perfect. perfect. Because everyone interprets things at least a little differently based on life experiences and knowledge and shit. But art can be good or bad. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, so 
But like the so yeah the the aesthetic is pretty good and this movie has its own sense of style. That's the my point is I don't necessarily it's not my <coughs> sense of style, but the movie has got the vibe down. The like cast, what it wanted to do. The cast is very good. Yes. Uh, I believe every role is like a perfect fit, either <laughs> written for the cast or the cast was just cast perfectly. But like there wasn't. A poor performance, even by really. a child actor. Yeah, even yeah. even Shia LaBeouf is like, like fine. Fills his it's probably his best role. I think that's the my favorite Chaz. Honestly, whenever I see, it could be because my first, my first thing of Constantine that I ever watched or read was this. It's what got me into knowing what Constantine was. But what got me into Constantine was the show. Um, and no matter what, I still like young Chaz more than older Chaz, even though older Chaz is the norm. Um, you know how Shia <laughs> chose what roles he was he was offered? What? He would just tell himself to just do it. <laughs> oh, my fucking word. Okay, with that comment, uh, what do you guys rate this movie as? Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I... I'd probably give it a four out of five. So yeah. this, so we collectively agree that this is at least a good movie. It is definitely. Uh, yeah. a good it is movie. a good movie. Yeah. It is okay. a good. It does what it sets out to do. It, it is, is a good movie where we can rewatch it and have, and not feel gross about it. Oh, absolutely. It is. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I'm, I wouldn't say great. <laughs> no, me neither. It's, it's not great. It doesn't make my top twenty-five favorites. No. It's. I, it makes my top ten, um, like, two thousands movie. Yeah. In it that era that of stuff. It's yeah. It is because that, that's just the stuff I grew up with, and that's what I love. Like I love Underworld. I know it's stupid. <laughs> I love Underworld and Hellboy. It's it definitely feels like a directorial debut, and that it, it is. And I think that kind of shows through. It's done by a competent director with seemingly you know minimal actual movie experience, but it is definitely like a passion <laughs> project. And despite some. Uh, either lack of refinement or like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say sloppy, nothing like that. But like there's there's some parts that are definitely like lower effort than other ones. It's it's definitely good. It's like I don't know. I hate numbers. Numbers are cringe and gay, but it's like a seven. So 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 I give this a uh five Saint Paul's balls out of seven uh satinous toes. Oh, okay, that works. Black toes. Do but... you want to speculate a little bit about the sequel? I have I kind no of idea. Don't Be- because See, this movie because I don't I don't want to go into this uh, expecting anything. I want to just jump in, so you, I'd rather not speculate. Do you think other people will return, like the the priest with the eyes in the beginning, or uh, Rachel Weisz, or or yeah, Shia LaBeouf? Or... I think they'll leave Shia LaBeouf. Okay, so I'll go through the cast and I'll go through what Constantine will look we like. We have specifically been told that, that the Constantine Satan. and Satan are going to be the same. So and that's know. all that we got. And that's fine. And then everyone else is dead. Which is what I'm going to say as... No, Gabriel didn't die. Gabriel's a human, though. Gabriel just... Gabriel drowned herself. By interpretation, she drowned herself. She as a human, though. And there was a lot of shit talk between the two. What I just said was, last time that they... When they separated, she dunked herself in the water. Interpretation is that she killed herself. Yeah. Um, Which Mm. I... Yes. I think that's what specifically Gabriel was set up to do, was like... (coughs) I'm not going to kill you myself, but, like, yeah, you're going to end up in hell. Because they're going with the whole Catholic suicide bad thing. 
Yeah, you know? so, uh, I, and Constantine and how he looks, I think Constantine's going to come. I want to see how come. I think uh, Keanu Reeves is not going to shave his hair. He's not going to cut it, because he never has, uh, after a certain point, And he's going to have facial hair. I changed my mind on that. And, hopefully, I think they'll add a, tr- a trench coat to his black suit attire. I think I would like a black trench coat. I don't want to see Keanu in the tan no. one. I think the tan one would be kind of weird. No. Um, I think I think they should... Li- I think... I don't feel like it's going to be like a direct sequel. No. It's obviously like a literal direct sequel. I don't think it's going to be like... Picking up on the plot points. Yeah. It's like, it's no. going to be... It's going to be a 20 years later, different adventure. You know, yeah. He's doing something else with different people. Yeah. and That's what I was getting at too. I Do you think he's going to die? No. He actually die? No. no. I think if they're willing to resurrect an unpopular movie that, like, kind of broke even and uh, isn't viewed super great in the po- cultural zeitgeist, I don't think they're going to bank on, like, emotions out of it. I think they're going to go... Uh, what about Blade Runner? Blade Runner is, a, the, the biggest cult classic of all time. Yeah, it was huge when it came out. And, and it's also huge. not a fucking superhero movie. <laughs> no, but a cult classic means that it wasn't that popular. When it came it out, was. and then it became popular. Blade yes. Runner bombed initially, and then as soon as the better cuts came out, it was huge. It made a okay, whole subject. Okay, okay, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, um, ask the dumb question, you get dumb answers. Shut the fuck up and put some socks on your feet. It no, would my be house. cool if we got other DC... Characters no. too. No, I'm yes. sorry. I think no, actually, I like I'm him sorry. being in his own bubble. I, I, I would be fine if we got a little glimpse of Sandman, literally like for one frame. I'm, no, or I'm like saying a just C tier heroes, like you see in Batman Damned no. or or whatever else, like nope, Underworld, freaking no name DC characters. Oh no, I do know one, Dead Man. Yeah, Dead Man would be okay. Like Zatanna would be too big. So th- yes, I yeah. want something less than that. <laughs> I want. I don't man. want the implication that this either a takes place in the continuity we know of, or b can <laughs> have the capability of connecting to any other continuities. You see, that's, that's the one. That's not that, what I said, though. That, I'm. It's not about what you're saying, but what what he's saying is that if you put any DC character, even if, if you, even if they're not big, because we have some ones that exist in continuity that aren't big, like Calendar Man. Even though we have these small ones, and people are fucking dumb, they will interpret it as, is this part of this movie? Because they can't distinguish. I don't... Yeah, but you can prevent... You cannot give stupid people ammunition. Most other characters in the universe ask... it, It begs the question, if it's, whoa, this movie has, you know, Condiment King... Where is Batman? Because he's a Batman character. It yeah. it begs a question. So if something you, you smaller like have to be bigger than the idiots and just not make a movie because of the idiots. No, because there's too many idiots and they're gonna be um, spreading shit all over the internet. We don't want bad reception. We don't want uh, people to get too confused because there's too many idiots. Was it also and they're too loud? Damned that had Constantine and Swamp Thing. In the, yes, in the yes, cemetery. but those are comics. That was great. That was awesome. It's, it I was great, but that was comics. I would be okay with Swamp Thing beast. briefly, in some capacity. See? That's That's, a, that's okay. my okay. limit. Yeah, I would well, pers- he's a C-tier. It's fine. And also a canceled show. That is a gay opinion. Uh, he is not C-tier. He's one of the only people currently having an ongoing book at Spencer. DC. He's not a C-list. Come Spencer. on. Be better than that. Spencer. He is C-list, but that doesn't mean he's not on my C-list. Oh, I'm. Spe- that's what I'm. What I'm saying, 
is he's popular because he has a whole ongoing book. So he's not he can't be a C list if he's popular as shit. I still got what I wanted. Dead oh Man and gosh. Swamp Thing would be cool to include in Constantine. The scales of fans, okay? <laughs> there are more of stupid than there are of actual people that care. I the know actual that. people that care are in comics. The stupid and loud ones are the ones in movies. Yeah. C tier means them. Not here. Okay? Speaking of Swamp Thing, we got to see a cool Man-Thing. We did get to see a Man-Thing. I love Man-Thing. He is super wholesome. Colin has discovered his new autistic personality trait for the next three months. Uh, We watched Werewolf by Night, the uh, Disney Plus... I found uh, my other alter. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Uh, The Disney Plus uh, Halloween special of sorts. Uh, It is under the label of Marvel Studios Special Presentation. Uh, it follows a secret group of monster hunters as they compete for uh, the Bloodstone uh, while going up against a dangerous monster, which is Man-Thing. Uh, so we knew about this thing like a while back, but it was leaked that they wanted to do like a, a spoopy Halloween thing, and then nothing really came of it for a while, and then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, the composer's making it, and then we got the casting, and then boom, it happened. So like, the turnaround on this is kind of crazy. And to have such a fast turnaround and such a great product is is extra it's crazy. It's crazy on top of crazy. It is. Uh, it's made as a loving homage to the classic Universal monster movies. Yes. It's mostly black and white. Uh, it it's got the the film grain and the film burns and and everything. Uh, a lot of. A lot of practical work. Yeah, a lot of practical work. A lot of. Like, when Werewolf transforms, you don't actually watch him transform. It's off-screen. Off it's very in shadow. It's, so yeah, the it's thing... in shadow, so th- that saves on budget and... and, and no CGI. No... Barely, barely CGI, because yeah, we did see his hands. Right. Yeah. But it also makes your imagination do the work, like old-school movies That's did. That's the thing, right, because they had the limitations. The thing, the thing I think that kind of encapsulates my thoughts, without getting into any of the actual specifics of the special was when Colin went to the bathroom after we were done watching it, I turned to Jacob, and I was like, it I didn't... love you. Oh, no. no aside from that. Okay, all right. Like, it didn't... Marry me. <laughs> like, it didn't make fun Please appreciate of... my toes. <laughs> like, it didn't make fun of Universal Monster movies or try to be meta. It's not going... I appreciated that. It, like, yeah, like, there's a couple of, like, kind of modern humor jokes, but there's only a couple. The rest of the jokes are pretty well in line with what you'd expect in a Universal Monsters movie. Just because the director and composer, like, is really into those movies and he's wanted to make something like that for all of his life, that doesn't mean that it can't get screwed over in the, like, the editing room or the writing department. But they said, we're not going to try to be, quote-unquote, meta and dissect the universal monster they said no fuck it we're gonna make a universal monster movie and then they did it i appreciated that it was a uh, movie that it's not that like it took itself seriously but it took itself like we are an actual movie yeah we're not a meta commentary on characters and how people view these characters we are a good movie exactly and that's it (laughs) Colin went to the bathroom spencer turned to me and said please clap (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it's it <coughs> there like I'm usually some I, I usually prefer you know everything to be like really high minded and meta textual but I think as in currently in superhero stuff we have this big problem where everyone wants to be meta they've forgotten how to make a good thing in the first place you can't yeah. deconstruct something without having constructed it in the first place you don't really get the right to like deconstruct heroes without having done it in the first place like having actual heroes like 
that's something I've heard as a complaint about like Zack Snyder movies, which I I understand. I don't agree. I was just about to bring that up. I get it because I'm like that doesn't. So so quickly, quickly, gut thing. Quickly, the reason why it doesn't, in my opinion, count is because its purpose is to show you who they are supposed to be eventually. Yeah. Not as a like, aha, these characters shouldn't be this way. And that's it. Right. No, it, it, it's supposed to give you eventually who these characters are and for you to relate to them more because you realize, oh, they are more human. Right. Moving on. But, like, something that, that Deadpool, a character that I think all of us like in various shades, really falls prey to. I really like the second movie. He falls prey to all the time is, like, just being a walking meme machine, and it's mm-hmm. not even funny. Like, when people say, oh, Deadpool's for edgy 14-year-olds on Reddit, they're right. Like, that's the mainstream demographic for yes. those books. And that sucks because he can be so much more than that and he just usually isn't. And that's something that a lot of MCU properties in particular, I think, have kind of done is they want to be smart, but they don't put in any of the fucking effort. So they go... Eternals. You're dumb and gay. (laughs) I haven't seen it. No opinion. There's a lot of them that just kind of fall to that, whereas they don't have the foundation to have like a good movie or a good character before they want to play around with it and be like... And then we'll stick him in this movie with all the other heroes, and then we'll contrast them with this, and then we'll have them go up against this. It's like, how is my opinion dumb and gay? They tried to make a character-centric movie, and it was boring and dumb, and didn't really go anywhere, and they're trying to include the Eternals in, yeah, the Eternals in everything else now. I'm talking about the Eternals, the movie. I thought it was yeah. very good, and I liked it. Colin, you've seen Deadpool 2 besides the time you got drunk on that weekend away? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, you said at the Drunk Weekend Away that you hadn't seen it before and you tried to watch it, but you definitely weren't paying attention near the end. So. I watched it again. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I, but it's just something... To be fair, I, I like it because of Cable. That's fair. Yeah. It's That's just why. something that I think not all, not all characters need to be really, like, overly complicated and metatextual. Sometimes it is okay to just have some characters be characters. Yeah, the one thing I was I was kind of freaking out about was I was nervous that they were gonna make like the the werewolf transformation like very CG heavy, and it's definitely CG assisted, but the it looked it genuinely looks like a real prosthetic suit, and that is. makes me scream. Probably is like it, especially because it, he has like kind of normal legs, and yeah. it's just like a top suit with little tufts of fur hanging out of the and pants. his face. He's got like uh, yeah, he's got like hair like, glued to his face. It looks so good. I like, like it. It's goofy. The Wolfman. Ta- the Wolfman is my favorite of the Universal monsters. I was just about to say I love when werewolves look like Wolfman rather than just like yes. wolf that's standing up. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I like them to look like. Um, they look like almost unidentifiable creatures. They're just a yeah, weird like blob unca- of it's hair. It's like Uncanny Valley. Yeah, it's weird. There we go. I Uncanny like, Valley is my favorite type of thing. It was cool that they did that mostly practically, and also just the general level of violence. I don't think a lot... Like, there's definitely CG blood in there, but like it looks like a good amount of that was, was real fake blood, too, and that was nice. They got away with a lot of violence for a basically a PG-13 thing, despite... Being an MCU property, because, like, it's black and white. They specifically came out and said, like, afterwards, they're like, yeah, so we kept putting in more and more blood until they told us to stop. And, like, they got away with a lot. I like that. That's fucking awesome. Uh, it was I, really good. I, uh, I, so, Jacob said that it's mostly yeah. in black and white. Yes. And I like that we had the little tinge of red for a little bit. I was going to so talk that, about that, that. So that we didn't get fully off guard when they showed us like color what the and color the yeah yeah and then yeah. when they're using the rock to blast a uh, werewolf by night like 
the rock is red, but the zaps are still black and white. I, I like lo- that. I loved how shitty the zaps look. They yeah. looked like the like hand penceled yeah. onto frame shit. Exactly. I love that. I love that shit. Uh, I also loved at the end of the movie when Elsa Bloodstone gets the bloodstone and the color bleeds into her jacket, and then we cut to an actual soft toned color cut. Of it, Werewolf by Night, like the night after waking up, a man thing is there. I it love looks like it. It looks like it was it meant to be uh, reminiscent of like Technicolor when they had to yeah. like pencil the color onto frame. Like yeah. it's it's soft, <coughs> but like it works. But the colors are really accentuated. Yes, the shade. There's lots of it's different beautiful. shades of greens and browns. But like when the, there is color, it's bright as shit. Can we talk about Man Thing for one second? Ted. Uh, Ted. I love calling as Ted. Yeah, I can actually. I kind. I think I kind of am. So it's not something I, I just figured out, like, or like a new personality of mine. But like, I love him because he's this dangerous motherfucking monster, and then this werewolf comes to help him all the time because uh-huh. he gets caught somehow because he's he's like not bright or it's it's probably because he's just I, wholesome. I thought and you he's were just gonna like, say like. One of your friends goes on a mad <coughs> bender, and you're there to make him breakfast in the morning. Exactly. Oh, me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do that? Yeah. I help them with the... Yeah. Well, no, you're... Oh. No, no, no. You're the one doing the bender, and then we make you breakfast. Well, but actually... I, it, it I'm can, not it, really it, a bender kind of guy. It's the, either the, way. It's the vibe I, point. Holy shit. I, I'm I, I, specific. No, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, either, I'm either Ted or I'm the werewolf guy, yeah. I also really liked... I don't remember his name, but the actor that they cast as... Um, fuck, what's his actual name? Jack. Yeah, uh, Jack. He's the... I think that character is the second of, like, the Marvel Comics Werewolf by Nights. There's been a bunch of them. Um, I really like the fact that they emphasize, like, his Hispanic heritage. Like, they, mm. there's clearly more to that. They're not just doing it for, like, the aesthetic. Although, to be frank, it does mesh really well with the aesthetic mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know. It's nice. He wasn't, you know, a quip machine. He's, like, a, he's a little goofy, but, like, he's not, like, a... He's like a normal dude. He's not a, oh, That's no, I, I tripped for... over my own dick type of guy. Yeah, no, he, he's literally just, like, looking for his buddy, and he's just kind of looking around yeah. and just doing his thing and being a nice guy. He actually he comes across, like, my favorite, like, werewolf protagonist, where it's like, he is not even, like, an aggressive dude on his, on his like, real side. It's not even like, see, I got an undertone of violence. It's like, no, you just do violence. Like, he's just a normal guy. Yeah. Who was, who's, like... Cursed. He's fucked up on this other end, and like, I like that's that. really nice. They they did that well. I like that because so whenever we see a cursed character in like a movie or a show, they're always so grungy and brooding. But there's a lot of us who are cursed, quote unquote cursed, and we have these like I don't know benders or like darker sides to us. But like we're just goofy. We are goofy loving people. It's just sometimes shit happens. Right. And I like that. It, it, it does kind of feel like it's a recognition of those type of people do exist. I have a point. Yes. Spencer has mentioned many times that it was the composer that made this movie. And uh, he mentioned at the start of the movie that this guy made the Marvel Sting at the beginning with the freaking logo that yeah, shows up. Yeah, there's been three or four Marvel Studios themes and the most yeah. recent one they've had since, I think it was 2016. For a long time. It, yeah, that's the one that he wrote. This movie has that sting, but it is like pitched up and sounds really off. I don't know if it's to set the spooky tone or if it's because it's a special presentation or just because it's his thing and he can do what he wants, but it was a really 
cool touch. Also, the the music design through the whole movie Slaps. was great. Uh, the title card was amazing. And, yes, and that's interesting to say because there were a lot of times when there was no music mm-hmm. at all. Yep. They're just walking around the garden with no noise, it's and it, nice it's really he, weird. He feels confident in his own directing abilities. He doesn't need, feel the need to add music, and that's it, the thing was because those older movies they really relied on music yeah. because of the low quality filmmaking. Most I of the time. think it was also a visual gag that's when there's. They're about to go on the hunt, and it's really ominous. And there's this horn that's going, Wah! and then it's a, yeah, it's a tube. It's a tuba that's on it's a fire. Tuba that's on fire. It's a I burning love that. Tuba It's like actually in in world. Yes. Marching the horn, the the hunter to the hunting grounds. Oh, I love that. I think it's a visual gag. Oh, I think oh, it's absolutely. intentionally funny. Oh, very well, much. Well, yeah. So. I mean, it's intentionally funny, but I really like that. Like. They mesh together, like yeah. So the music that you hear, you're hearing, it is actually going it's on in around the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I love when stuff like that happens. Uh, this movie, although I haven't seen, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge horror buff um, as much as I'd like <laughs> like to be. Um, Where my Evil Dead one and two reviews? Uh, they're coming. Uh, I'm, I have free time tomorrow because oh, no boy. work, uh, and I'm sick, so I can't really do anything. So. Uh, where was I going? Oh, so I'm not a huge horror buff, and I don't know much of the black and white horror. I will get to it eventually. But what I do know is black and white Batman and Robin. I watched those all the time as a kid. The movie serials? Yeah. Those were great. Those they're were great. so bad, but they're great. Oh, and whenever someone shits on those costumes, I kind of get butthurt. <laughs> because it, they were the first people to ever make costumes. Fuck and I, you. And I like them. I, I actually really like them. They're a little, they're derpy. But, but that's like, mainly because my favorite, I don't care, my favorite bat suit is forever the first ever bat suit. And it's not just because of, like, uh, a snob. There's just something that, it just speaks to me. Um, it speaks but, to them. You heard it here first. But folks. a lot of those like gags or like type of things was mainly a black and white thing, not yep. just a black and white horror, but it's like a black and white. And I kind of felt those into the into this movie, and it was very nice. It just in general had a lot more of a filmmaking first approach. Their own the only <coughs> bit of additional world building that direct connects to. Anything we've actually seen before is in the the first shot shows some of the Avengers on like a cave yeah. wall like that's it and the rest of it is like horror centric world building about characters we've never seen in the MCU or heard of it's just oh look so the Bloodstone family exists that's a lot of stuff Man Thing exists that's a lot like it's just that but it's just relevant to the special it doesn't it doesn't necessarily implicate anything else for later and I was just about to go into that and uh, just for a second. I like this movie a lot. Like, I actually think this is a great movie, especially because you can just watch this with other people that yeah. don't watch Marvel movies, and they'll like that. It's just, it's just a normal. My dad will probably it, love this. It's a horror. I could watch this. I could show this to Abby. Yeah. Like, I mean, she will actually watch a lot of uh, yeah, stupid but it's shit just with a me. Thing you can... But like, this is short enough too, where she'll be fine with it, and like, she can watch the whole thing and not get bored. And you can, we could probably like even have this on in the background for like a Halloween. This is gonna be a the, Halloween party. The, we're doing a Halloween party at some point. This is gonna be the background. So it was a real suit. I, I kind of want to dress up as Man Thing now. You're not gonna be able to pull that off. No, 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 no. Unless if I spent all my money, which yeah, I no, can't, because I, I spent it all on Bionicles. Overall, this <coughs> was phenomenal. It is in my top. Uh, twenty movies now. I think. Like what? period. 
Yeah, I think so. Holy fuck! There's not that. Shit. There's not that many. It's still being built up. I don't put well, yeah. that. I don't put that many movies in my top twenty. This is top tier MCU content by a long shot. Yeah, this is like reminiscent more so of Phase One, not necessarily because of the tone or anything, but because of the filmmaking centric approach they had back then. It was make a movie, we'll string them together later, and then we'll build up to other stuff. Whereas once we get into phase two and beyond, it does become a lot more world-building centric. This is real sets, real filmmaking cameras, like actual people on set with real costumes type shit. And it shows so strong. I'm gonna watch it again and again and again and again and again. Like, real good, real good. I'm not gonna say I had low expectations. I was not trying to build myself up over it, but like... Very pleasantly surprised. I'm a little concerned about how much they're going to take from this. Are they? How long before we see more Man Thing? How long before we see more Elsa Bloodstone? Because she's in a lot of the crossover events. True. So that is yeah. I, I'm thinking. So obviously, I don't. I don't. I think when they they decided to make this a special little presentation, like a. They're, they they're, had to have been very intentional with Elsa at the very least. Well, yeah, but I think that's just because she is a popular character in like that subsection. Yeah. Even though her comics are pretty much all ass, um, not in a good way either. They're bad. They're just bad. <laughs> nope, not but they're bad. <laughs> not good ass. They're badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, wait. <laughs> I think they are going out on a limb. I I genuinely think I think a they, man thing limb. Yeah. Sure. I think they're going, we've worked with this composer a lot, we trust him, we we think he's got the passion for it, and if this has a good response and it gets blown the hell up, then I think we can, we can see more. But I don't think they necessarily plan to put any of these people in other properties unless it was well-received. And I think that is how you should probably build most of this sort of stuff. None of this, this character is in five things this phase. Like, we will put him in somewhere if you guys like him and we can make him plot-relevant plot Honestly, that's what the Disney Plus shows should be. It's exactly. what should have happened with Moon Knight. Um, I don't have a I think that's what they're doing. I but... do think that is what they are doing with Moon Knight. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, but we don't this know... This is better. <laughs> better case of it. Yes, I think for sure. we should move on. I think if we do see anything else like this again, it would probably be, if we get an additional season of Moon Knight, it would probably have a faster turnaround than more specials. But I want... New holiday specials every year. I want a Halloween one, I want a Christmas one, and I want a New Year special. Every fucking year, let's go. And I just a Thanksgiving sing-along, for Frig's sake. That'd be great. Dude, I want I want Captain America in an apron cooking me Thanksgiving dinner. Stop. Let's move <laughs> on. Should we do the other Marvel thing or the other Star Wars thing? We should probably do the Star Wars thing because we're going to inevitably scream about the Marvel thing too yep, much. Okay, I have go. no notes on this. I Wars have thing. a notes. Why do I feel like it's the note that I have? So, okay, uh, so, so, you so, know... Did, 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 ah, no, 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 no. Hold on, I want to see my note real quick. No, I want to get to the actual thing so they know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Fine. So, so... Andor. And... Armager. So, yeah, Andor. the fifth episode of Star Wars Andor came out. What? He was shaking his head at me. Spit it out. Man. Okay, and what's the plot? Okay, so it's basically all the build-up. It is the, the... If this was a heist movie, this would be the... And then we're going to go over here and we're going to do the thing. And then you're going to go through this door. That, that's what this episode is. This is the, the night before they do the big heist in the middle of the season. So you know the young guy, right? Yep. Uh, that's me, I know. The youngest guy? Yeah. Uh, his device that he's showing Andor? The, yeah, that. That's an SX-70 uh, Polaroid camera. Yeah. That they remodeled. Uh-huh. 
Yep. That is some old school. Okay, so it's not the note I had, but that is some old school Star Wars like. Yep. Yeah. That's what George. That's what George did. Yep. Yep. And that's what and George- I noticed. Them. I was watching. Right. Like, Wait a minute. That's just an SX seventy painted black. I thought it was a camera. I just wasn't one hundred percent sure. But that's like. We're going back to Phantom Menace era, like... <laughs> Colin is in a sweater doing, like, the thug pose with his shoulders and, Colin's and elbows. Colin's so proud. Like, <laughs> and my front teeth are showing. <laughs> I'm so happy for Colin. Like, we haven't seen... I know cameras, bitch. We haven't seen this type of reuse, like, reuse of assets <laughs> since Episode Phantom one. Menace. Yeah! With the stupid, like... The, the, the Jedi communicator was a repurposed women's razor handle. Yeah, or or when we saw uh, C-3PO for the first time hanging up there with like those like, stupid plastic like ball throwers. Yeah, that is something I like the fact that a lot of the the stuff recently like they make their own props for their own designs. That's cool. Oh, oh, but it is nice to three, see you know the little communicator that uh, Anakin was looking at. That's a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin knows sure. his ball throwers. I do know my ball throwers. Saint Paul's sweat ball. Ball sweat. Sweat ball. It rhymes with Paul. Sweat ball. It's nice to see. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's nice to see that sort of stuff every once in a while. It's just it's a little reminiscent of the real worldness, and that's something that I think this show is <laughs> really nailing. Is the fact that they they have a blaster that's modeled very directly. It's clearly a painted AK forty seven airsoft rifle, <laughs> but like it's, it's inspired by that, and it's like it just gives the show a lot more of an actual practicality real world feel and like that's always uses a buzzword and i get that but i don't know the thing might in the bigger notes on this show aside from the fact that uh serial is now canon to star wars my <laughs> yeah! man my boy I, I was, was literally eating cereal i was eating cereal while i was watching that i'm like oh <laughs> yeah um the thing that I'm really liking about this current form of whatever you want to call it. I would hesitate to call it the rebellion yet. I would I would call it the revolution. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. These people are clearly real people. They all have different motives and they are coalition building. Using my real world terms, they're not just we're all down for this one point. Like they are using the cause for their own motives, but they're willing to work together because they have a common goal. Correction, the rebellion does exist, but they are not the rebellion. They are just a... They are basically terrorist cells, if you want to be they, specific. They, they are just separate terrorist cells. They're not the rebellion. No, the main They're rebellion, not even connected to the rebellion. They, well, they kind of are, because if you... The main head oh, of... Oh, because the, of Mo, Mo, the, um, Mothman. Yeah, Mothman, yeah. So, in my mind, anyways, with my current understanding of the, the current Disney lore, is Bale would be the proper, like, capital R rebellion. Yes. Mothma eventually is, but, like, she is through other people doing the dirty shit. Yeah, she does. She is as close to Saw as... Yeah. She, like, they reference Saw, I believe, in this show. I he, We are going to be seeing him at some point. Like, of course. When they talk about Saw in Rogue One, and they're like, you know, he basically he went off the deep end, like, we don't associate with that anymore... That's kind of what Mothma's doing right now. Yeah. And I think she's going to move away from that because she is kind of getting lost in the cause. Like, she's neglecting her family. Despite the fact that her husband is a bootlicking coward, <clears throat> she is neglecting her family. Her is she? I didn't, shitty. I actually, anyway. didn't, I actually didn't get that. I felt like they were... like. So when I was watching this, I don't, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention enough, but when I was watching it, I'm like, am I missing something? Is she... There, it feels like they're writing this as she's, like, a bitch. No, like... But, her, like, uh, also her I, family seems like they're privileged, rich assholes. Well, that's that, part of it. And I got the vibe 
that the daughter was being fed bullshit from her dad yeah, to hate too. her mom. So. I agree with you, but that's that's it's part of the equation. It's the way I, I took it mostly is the daughter doesn't trust her enough to like take what uh, Mothma was doing as like a sign of goodwill. Like she's like, which no. makes sense because daddy's little girl, right? And that's also, part of it. It's, teenage it, girls hate their moms for a period of that time. That too, and it's like it's not. Period. <laughs> Obviously, it's a very complicated situation, but I do think the fact that like she's clearly not communicating anything, and if she is with someone that she can't trust over the cause, then that is not just a him problem. That is also a her problem. That is still her choice to be with someone that she, whether by you know long-standing marriage or like whatever. That is a two-sided problem. It's not just he's a bootlicker and a loser, which he is. Yeah, he like, she's still with him, despite the fact that she, if we're gonna be real world about this, when push comes to shove, uh, he's going on the guillotine. So that's a her problem too. She needs to sort her shit out. Um, yeah, th- there's no action in this at all. Nope. There is a no. tie fighter flying overhead. That is it. And I really liked that moment where the the tie fighters are flying through the valley because it's just. Um, there is, I think it was a book at some point. There's a quote that this reminded me of. Basically, like, they would just, people would just go out in their planes in, like, occupied areas. It's just intimidation. It's just, <coughs> yeah, we're still here. We're still in charge. Fuck you. Like, that's yeah. it. The TIE Fighters are just going out because the TIE Fighters are scary in this show. Yeah, they are. They're loud and abrasive, and they, they fly really close to the ground. And, like, that's scary. So, I'm going to be that pretentious fuck because... Because uh, Spencer isn't doing it right now. Not not enough, anyway. Not just that, but uh, I I've been showing people the show and I've been telling them to watch the show, and then they come back to me and they're like, it's just it's just boring to me. And it it truly shows to me that like, oh, you're not really a Star Wars fan, which that is that is such a bad thing to say, but like it's a gut. It's like I, a. I feel both sides. If I could watch the whole show in in one piece. I'd be good, but taking it weekly is getting slow. So I can understand that. That just means that uh, the political intrigue doesn't interest me as much. It's it's essential for Star Wars. Absolutely, I'm not saying this is a bad Star Wars show at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm getting bored. <laughs> it's getting slower. I I want something to happen. I think th- I, I they're get- just doing the setup. I get what Colin. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. My thing is when I I think the same thing. I get like. Oh, you're not a... It's like a... It's disappointing. It is. Not like... like oh, I, I thought you were like as much of a Star Wars fan as I was, because like, I like Star Wars this much. Right. And it's like, I could talk to... Whatever. Know, it other, just pisses other... me off when people can only watch Star Wars if there's lightsabers in it. We've been over this. We're not talking about that. The point being, in general, with with other things like this as well, when it's like, oh, it's... Like, uh, when Daredevil came out, and people were like, the people that like cape shit, and they're like, oh, I can't do it. It's like... It's just too boring. It's like, you're... Uh, I get the idea. I, I'm not going to say, like, if it's a... a pi- like, opinions aren't always just immediately valid because they're opinions. But, like, if your opinion's based on reality, like, that's fine. Like, whatever. It's an opinion. But, like, it's a gut feeling. Like, I don't want to argue with people about it. It just makes me sad for them. Like, I kind of pity... I kind of Me pity, too! I do I, pity them. I pity that type of brain rot. <laughs> I pity you, Jacob. I don't no. pity Jacob. Jacob's I'm fine. kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jacob is just... Fine. Jacob is just a goofy goober. <laughs> Moving I, on I, to I, more goofy goober shit. I'm got... gonna be Spencer to it. They use the Daredevil sting. Ha-ha! So, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, episode 8. The penultimate episode for this season. Uh, Daredevil. Jen gets laid. By Daredevil. someone who isn't horrible. And yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil didn't 
uh, this is what I really like. He didn't get the green. No. He got the gen. And that made me happy. Yeah. So I'm like, he just likes gen. Yes. He doesn't need the she-hulk because nope. he likes gen. Also, this proves a three-year-old theory. The theory has become law. Catholics are whores. Well, yes. I told you. This is the only Catholic I can stand or like. <laughs> I hate Catholics. I will not redact that statement. Not all of you Catholics are whores. And you can take up take it up with me next for comic book day. You know, have a nice day. I like like I just I laughed a lot at Frogman. Not to just be all like I don't want to rip it, rip it. I don't want to just talk about Daredevil. Like I like the show. I liked this episode aside from Daredevil. He's obviously key to it, but like oh, yeah. the Frogman stuff was all funny. Like I my my note says yeah. Lamau Frogman retard. <laughs> like he's a, he's a fucking dipshit. He is. It's like he's, he's not reading instructions. He's the definition of a rich kid. Yes, because also he didn't tell Jen everything too. No, of course not. Of course he Why didn't. would you tell your lawyer all the important details? What, oh, what'd you put in fuel in that? Shit fuel. He thinks he's so cool. I had the same note. This episode got many many lulls from me like mm. the scene uh the morning after when jen is like it feels like this episode should be over right and i was she was like she was in my head she was in my head she was in my head and then, i literally paused it to look at like the time like, yeah matt's head was in it. her though yes well it's ah, the satisfying ah, conclusion crack is funny. Oh my gosh. There's this one, there's a one frame. I sent it in the group chat. The frame, the <laughs> look she has when she's telling you the sex was really good was fucking hysterical. The, I love that. She's like, I, I had a Matt. really good time. It's like, I, okay, so you nutted five times. A, yeah, okay, we get well, it. I love that Matt was doing the walk of shame. and he. But it wasn't even the walk of shame. He's, it was a walk of pride for him. Yeah. He was like prideful. And he had no shoes on. He went barefoot. He's like... I like the fact that... Made a girl yeah, come five times, guys. It's in the, it's in the broad daylight. Like it's, I found the clitoris, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh, Matt knows where the clitoris is. He always has. Uh, he was born with he's that got, knowledge. Right, he's got sonic... He's got lo uh, echolocation. He can locate where the clitoris is. Another, <laughs> another crack I enjoyed was that uh, she says it, something about the show being left on a cliffhanger or if she's going to get fridged. Like, that was funny. This show is great. It's, it's so funny. It's an actual funny comedy. Yeah, this one got a lot. I I did have to pause it because I was laughing so much on a few of the jokes. Like when Jen rips off Matt's helmet, and he's like, oh no, 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 and she pulls it off, and you know he's like, just hanging there like a you know, and he's me. just like when you know he's just like when when the when the Daredevil theme starts playing, my my goosebumps go up, my hair is on edge, <laughs> and I'm I'm about to nod, and he's like. I'm Daredevil. And I was like, uh, and then she's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, <laughs> and then the theme dies. Like, they used it for a really good gag. And he's just defeated. And he's the like, Daredevil? and he's no. like, I've been, like, he's, there's a seven year gap between the end of, an, of the end of Daredevil season three and where this is in the timeline. Right. That's a long time. So like, Shit. he's so depressed. The, but when, he's so, when he's she, such a good sport about seven it. Seven years? When she rips the cowl off, in, my oh, jaw hit the floor. I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> like, so good. The balls. Yes. Oh, wait, you're talking about in-movie. Yes. In wait, how long has it been? When did season three come out? 2007. It was 18, yeah. So the Daredevil season three, it canonically takes place like moments before Infinity War, and then we have the five years, and then it's been just about two years in-universe post-Blip. Okay, anyway, moving on. Uh, so that was... I have more notes. Uh, yeah, no, I have plenty of notes. The, no, I mean, moving on from the, yes. the map. It just, there's a... It, it, he's so defeated, but like, he's such a good sport. I like... How they they take jabs back and forth. They have, I'm sorry, they have better chemistry 
than like anybody else I've seen on screen yeah. recently. Yeah. And some of it, of course, is editing and music and all that stuff. But like they, they're both fucking dweebs. I think they are. They're like, no, you're more stupid. No, you're more stupid. I think no, there was one point where she's, like, both of them, dweeb. both of them, at one point, say, "Yeah, that's a good point." And like, uh, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They just they just hang out well. Like, I, I love how the whole time that she was talking to him, she's like, are we, are we all feeling this? Are we feeling this right now? And he, I love that he even got a little nervous. Like, after, like, he was trying to say bye, he got a little, that was, like, he genuine, got like, he actually yeah. got a little flustered. I'm like, my boy, my rizzed up boy, getting <laughs> flustered? Whoa, he likes this girl. I watched it twice, back to back, and both times when she's like, are we feeling this? I'm yelling, yes, we feel this! Let's go! I can can feel it throbbing up against the edge of my jeans. Like, it's good, let's go. It's funny, because she's like such, he's nervous for this dork, where every time he like, he gets, he gets with all these models, and he's never nervous, but he gets with a total dork. Except with Karen. He was nervous (coughs) with Karen, and that didn't work out. That's why I'm okay with this ship, because the, he did break Karen's trust. Like, they mm-hmm. couldn't be partners anymore. No. They, they work together, and they are great, great, greatest of friends. Yeah. So, like, I'm okay I'm with so, them not being this, I want this to be a long-term thing, I swear to God. Hold on. Didn't we, a couple weeks ago, did he not say that he's... I want to say it was last week. I think it was last <laughs> week, actually. He was like, I hope this is not a long-term yeah. thing. This is a short-term Matt thing. Matt and Karen and Matt for life. All the way. <laughs> and now, he's actually had to rethink it rather than feeling his dick. Simp. Yeah. Simp, simp. But yeah. no, because I was like, wow, Spencer is so fucking wrong. And then I thought to myself for a second, holy shit, if I think he's wrong, he's probably thinking the same thing and he's going to tell me that he wants this to be a long-term thing. I literally thought that. He's in your head. It's true. No, we just I have present- the same dick. <laughs> that too. I present- Wait, do we have small dick or big dick? I'm not answering small. that question. Wait, we're just average now. Oh my God. I present every time, if we continue getting more She-Hulk stuff, every season of She-Hulk, Matt takes a long distance trip over to LA. Yeah, they're we a long distance relationship. We get we get them having a night out. We get a date. They gotta fit, you know sort out a heist or something, and then they <laughs> goof off. They fuck. He goes home. It's a nice little goofy adventure for Matt. And then and then every time Daredevil gets a new season, we get Jen going to New York, yeah! and then she can be less fourth wall breaky and be very serious the whole time. So we have contrast for both of them. That'd be great. It would be fucking awesome. I would love that. Oh, it would be so nice if... um, That happens in the comics a lot. A lot. No, you know what? You know what I really like? I really like that... in that scene where he's like, yeah, maybe we can go on a date because he's trying to, he's just being like a nice, I love a nice he, Catholic boy. And yes. then he's like, or, or we can just skip to the good part. And <laughs> that he's was like, so funny. Okay. Yeah, no, that little moment when they were like sitting in front of the billboard was really nice. Yeah. I let, <laughs> it's great. Um, The action was fine. I'm not expecting anything stupendous no. because it's it's a comedy show. For... I was expecting more of dialogue from Daredevil rather than action. I didn't care yeah. for that act- I, I the action. The initial really. scene on the roof was very CG and like ADR heavy. Yeah. But it was fine. Like it's he's do- he's doing a little flippy flip. He's doing a little he flippy flip. He did a couple of He, he seems did a way more intensity. acrobatic than normal and yeah. taking it. I yeah. think I I think I we talked about this when Hawkeye came out. The decision to like slightly amp up uh, the the people coming over from Netflix is like power levels because they have the budget for it makes mm-hmm. sense because the net, the Netflix shows were mostly limited by budget and practical sets like they couldn't have Luke demolish a whole building because they needed that building for like other action sequences yeah. so they kind of scaled it down but now they have the budget to do more CG flippy flips and then also make Fisk like take a car <laughs> to the gut <laughs> like yeah. 
Yeah. It makes sense. I like it. My favorite was when she did the clothesline <coughs> and he basically fell over backwards yes. to avoid it. That, yeah. that was a great that was shot. A nice, I just liked... The fact that while Jen's dealing with all the legal stuff, because she's like, you're my client, and like she's rescuing. Yeah, and he's helping. And, he, and Daredevil is just in the background, just like, what's like, Yeah, he's, he's just like fighting, but he's also talking to her. He's like, yeah, you could also do this. And she's like, he's really doing it they, for me. Because she's talking about law. <laughs> oh my god, They're having such a little ball. Um, the scene in the hallway, it was That nice. was their date. They didn't need to have it go on another date. Exactly. That was their that date. That was their date. Um, I appreciated the fact that they did put it in the hallway for the meme, you know? Yeah. But I liked the fact that they didn't, like, they didn't have to try to make it, like, some uber-insane action. It was, like, the either the stunt guy, or it could be Charlie Cox, because he does a lot of his own stuff, too. Like, they did the fight, the fight was fine, the editing was rough, and, like, then She-Hulk smashed in, probably killed those guys yeah. for the joke. Like, it's poking fun at the Daredevil show as being very overly serious, but it's not saying that that's wrong. It's just pointing out that it is goofy. It's the same thing when we're sitting here talking about, like, you know, Robert Pattinson Batman is, like, an autistic dweeb. Yes. And it's like, it's true. That doesn't mean I don't take it any less seriously. But, like, yeah, he's a dramatic whore. It's funny. That's what's great. That's why it's so good and probably, like, relatable. Because exactly. we're all dramatic in our own ways. And also, you know he's dramatic. And he's, you know he's a little boy. Because you pointed this out to me when we were on a walk talking about uh, our feelings. And you were talking about how short his cape was, which is such a, like... A it's a little boy thing. Yes, I didn't realize that. He's a little boy with his blankie as a cape. Exactly. And I'm like, holy shit, he's 10-year-old me. Yep. And I'm well, like, whoa. As you're talking about suits, I can't believe you haven't brought up Daredevil's... That's Yellow my and other red point. suit. I, I agree with Jen. The color scheme is disgusting. I like that we saw it. I don't want to see it again. Fuck you. Yeah. I, Fuck you. I love this suit. Fuck you. I want a... You're a man whore. <laughs> Fuck you. I want the full red jumpsuit. I want them to be a little... I want them... Now that they don't have to have the uber-armored look because he's dealing with, like, really serious stuff, like, the, the new show is gonna be a little bit lighter than the Netflix stuff. I think they can go with a little bit more of, like, a a, a Batfleck-type suit. I was gonna I, say, he wants the Batfleck suit not again. Not the texture, not, like, in the... I mean, in no, the general... No, bright red, Lego block red... Yeah. Yeah, I want the crimson, not this maroon. Not, I love the maroon I'm not and black against, suit. I'm not against just, that. I'm not against that. The thing is, stop with the <laughs> toy shit. Because it's just, oh, he's got a new suit. Oh, no other purpose than just to make toys. I agree with you that that's annoying and dumb. My point is, may, let's have at so, least, no, no, let's have at least one <laughs> fucking season. Because the whole point <laughs> is that the last... His Daredevil suit got stolen. Now Daredevil's got a bad reputation. And the whole point is, hey guys, I'm the real Daredevil. You can tell I'm good because I have a new suit and it's brighter colors. Ha ha ha. That's the whole fucking point. I understand. That's what they're saying. I agree with you. It's important. <coughs> the thing with that that does make me kind of black out and be like, that's a bit silly is it's been seven years and maybe he got blipped for those five. Maybe he was gone. He was gone. So like, it's a little unnecessary now. I still, I don't care. It's fine. I'm just saying... The yellow doesn't look that great in motion for me, and I do have one gripe about the costume because they did change one thing. I hate the plate in front of the neck, the like neck wraparound thing. I it, know his ne the neck has always been the hardest part to nail on his suits. In the first season, the neck piece was kind of weird, so they changed it like in season two, so it fit better because he had to wear it more frequently. It wasn't hard for Jen to nail. True, that was not. Wow, hard you for have her to nail. you literally have autism because I'd never noticed that. 
like it's and I don't a, even it's, know what the fuck you're be, talking about. In either. the end of season one, they kind of had to rush the production on the suit because they needed it faster than they thought. It's open. It's right because they needed it for the fight choreography. If you look at the one that Matt wears in some shots, it is like the neck is higher up, and then for the stunt suit, it's lower. But in season two, they tweak it a little bit, so it looks really good in season two and in the defenders. And when um, Dex wears it in season three, but this suit is almost identical, but they add like a. Of like a wraparound neck collar, and I don't like it because it's so wide. Like it's as it's it's as wide as his head is, and it looks weird. I don't dig that. It that bothered me during multiple scenes. It's a gripe. It's a personal gripe. It's the one thing. It's cool whatever. to see. Whatever, whatever. we know. get it. We get it. You're gay and you're autistic and you understand uh, uh, clothing and shit because you're gay. I have so, one last. Point. As if you're not the one who usually autistically obsesses over minor costume differences. Purple clothes mean something. Can I please have yes. my last point? Yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to talk about this the whole show. I was very surprised. When there was no, like, basic theme song or anything for this show. They just do a title <laughs> card, which they've played with a lot, and I've already talked about how I like that. But they have the generic um, Marvel superhero music at the end for, for the pretty end credits, and <clears throat> those mostly say, stay the same, but there are a few unique uh, uh, artwork pieces Per episode. For, for yeah, every yeah. episode. And Daredevil's really was like so that. cute. Yes. He's just whistling with little hearts above his head. Yeah. It's so cute. I, I love that. Um, I love, like, I don't need an end credit scene. I love the attention to detail in the end actual credits. We had a couple end credits. It was scenes. only, it was the first four, I think. They said it was going to be all of them, but they lied. I don't care. Don't I agree. Lie. I think the effort <clears throat> being put into the, the doodles is way better. It yes. just feels nice. It also ages better. I don't want rewatch post credit scenes ninety nine percent of the time. I will rewatch the credits if it has nice artwork. Yes. A solution, Colin. I extend an olive branch to you, you yellow and red suit lover, which is fine. I agree. I love the yellow and red suit. That's the one he takes on his vacations to go visit Jen. There we go. It's in the light and silly TV show. He gets to wear it for a specific purpose because it's fun. It contrasts against her green and purple. There no. you go. That's his travel. No, suit. It's no, his travel no. Suit. The whole point. Okay, you know what? You know what I can live with? First four or first five episodes of the, of his new show. That's it. Yeah, they're. Gonna, I can live with that. We all know they're going to destroy it and make another one. Yes. Like we know, which I'm is fine. Fine with that. And, my, then, and, my, your, and your and your olive branch doesn't sound bad. It's a compromise. Doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. That's not fucking true. <laughs> fine. Fuck it. He's all black. Give him purple gloves. Fuck it. My. I'd be down. <laughs> yes. I like this. Why am I down with that too, actually? I would love the Shadowland suit. Just don't do Shadowland because that was bad. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. My only other point, I think maybe, I might just be reading into it. I think they are test, they test ran a new theme jingle for Daredevil because they, they used yes, a they little did. like the, jah, 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 jah. like they did like three or four times when Daredevil was on screen and then they used his old theme for a comedic gag, which was great, and I loved it. It wasn't disrespectful, like, whatever. I think they might shift it for the new show. It's just an idea. That's I'm not fine. saying... I'm okay with it, because I do like the new one. The The OG credit opener is god-tier. I will rip my face off if you ever skip it. But if they want to go with something new, and they, like, kind of wanted to... You're dumb and gay. No, because I've I, watched every single time for the first season. But it's but slightly it's like, different each season. I don't have... Fuck... What do you mean it's slightly different? The end bits between the, uh... Duh, duh. 
Duh, duh. Oh, you mean the duh. music's different? Yeah. It's a little different. I from... the visuals get different. No, the visuals are the same. Never mind, I... that doesn't matter to me. Well, that's what I'm... <laughs> whatever. I'm just saying, I it's an idea. I might be entirely wrong, and they just I wanted cool have music. Fucking time for that. It that thing's like an hour. So cool. It is too. so cool, but it takes it's an hour fucking long. I <sighs> I still don't understand how they did it. it what looks if we so get cool. digital effects are great? What yes. if what if just speculation? We do get maybe they keep the new the old theme jingle, but they make new visuals for the new show. We get and it's yellow. It's exactly it's yellow. <laughs> so you're fine with that, but like red yellow suit, huh? But then when we get to the second half of Born Again, when he definitely has an all red suit, then they go back to red. Well, or then they can do them in black. This episode has Anyways. been sponsored by our two patrons, Jeff Lawrence and Caitlin. They were super cool and went to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros and they signed up under one of the three preset tiers. Colin is grabbing my toe. This has become an ASMR episode. Can I crack them? Yep. Oh, no. Pull. Pull. No, 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 no. Oh, you don't like the pull? Oh. Okay, hold on. That usually cracks it. Because oh. <laughs> that actually felt good. I know, right? Get ready? out of here. Stop. Ready? No. You're ready to come? <laughs> I know how to crack toes real well. I, Abby hates it when I pull on her toes, so I do it. That's great. I love it when women tell you to not do a thing, and then you do it anyways. No, it's okay with certain things. Not with sex. But with like, don't tickle me. You tickle them. You well, know? That's, everyone does that with All right. Please cut that out. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to leave it in, and I'm going to say definitely don't go to patreon.com and give us money. Yes. Yes. Don't I'm... do the thing we're telling you to not do. Yeah. Right. But anyway, don't also, suck on my toes. Also, Jeff. don't go to... Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire, because they are really cool and helpful people. They know their comic books. They're, they've got so much stuff. I cannot help but buy something every time I'm in there, and that's why I have to stop going. That's why I haven't gone for, like, I don't know, three weeks or so. I made Rich blush. Nice. Whoa, how? Because he was bitching on Twitter about how hot it was that one day that got, like, 80 degrees. And then, uh, you know, the, all the rest of the staff in the comments. And I'm like, it's because the earth is blushing because you exist. <laughs> you are such a... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was Fuck a, you. It was a great, it was a great Fuck spot. Fuck you for making dad blush. But I like him to blush because it's funny. And it is making the earth blush and it's making it warmer. It's great. Uh, Colin's about to turn around and rip ass, isn't he? Next week is a news week. Ah! He shit himself. Next I did. Next no, week. I have to piss. Next week. There's no smell! I didn't shit! I I am sure that you just don't wipe your ass. You 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 stink. Fuck you! That is the most disrespectful thing you have ever told me in my entire life. I'm gonna go smear my ass all over your bed. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Next week is a news episode as well as the penult not the penultimate, the ultimate, the last, the final episode of this uh, season of She-Hulk. Uh, the next episode of Andor episode six. And, and do a powerbomb. Yes, do a powerbomb issue five. I believe. I think it's five. I think it's five. Okay. We're going to run with it's five. And we're going to talk about all those things and not more. All just those things. Just all of those things. And then we will... Colin is dying. <laughs> and then we will leave your ears and go away and die forever. Not forever, though. Just for a week. Just for a week. Goodbye. Get out of my house. No, we're going to go play turtles now. No, we got to half the hour, then we play turtles.
But when it comes to like a really flat wooden chair like this, I, if I'm going to sit here for long periods of time without moving, I kind of have to like flat out my ass to make it like comfortable. We can tell. We can see how flat your ass is right now. <laughs> it's uh, very weird. When the fuck did that get there? <laughs> uh, Grayson put it up this week. He's such a fucking old man. I yeah, like it. Is. It's either it was I going it. it was either going in here or in the dining room, but we decided it didn't fit the dining room vibe. So whenever we get something better for the big dining room wall, we'll put it in there. But it it works better in here. I do like that. I, do, I like it too. He got it from his friend's house. Dang. Well, yeah. I mean, my my grandmother has this literally the same painting. But I mean, like, wow, old fucks. Okay, that's Moving a good, on. that's a good blooper to put at the end. Just to put in my input on the editing. Just in general, the th the one of the things I was screaming during this movie. Yeah. I'm just making a suggestion. When the is editing room. Time Gaming Bros coming out? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you try editing that monstrosity the day after we record it. Jen, you know, rips off. Wow.